someone asked the question, after the self-structure falls, can there still be self-referential thoughts? What do you think? What would you guess? Put it in comments before you listen to the rest. Or maybe the self-structure has already fallen away for you. For you. <laughs> and then you know the answer. So, when the self-structure falls, dissolves, disappears, is seen to have never been anything. In fact, it's so eradicated that you can't even really remember what it was or why there seemed to be one. Is there self-referential thoughts? The answer is, there can be, of course. There can be a thought about anything. But that thought doesn't mean anything. It doesn't refer to anything. In fact, with a deep initial awakening, you can recognize this truth that there's no self to find. There's no self that's actually existing, but it can still feel like there's a self at times. Selfing can definitely continue for quite some time. Now, when that self-structure, the selfing mechanism, completely collapses, even then there can still be a thought that says, I this or I that. Now, at this point, it's quite laughable when that thought occurs. It's kind of like a cosmic joke. It kind of makes you giddy, or it did for me at least. I remember it very clearly. I remember noticing, in fact, that a thought could come up and say, I want this, or I'm going there. And it was really quite hilarious. I even remember where I was standing when that first happened right after the self structure was just completely obliterated. And it was so funny, so funny because not only do you know that that doesn't refer to anything, but there's nothing that refers to, which again, with a significant initial realization that can already be clear. Not only that, it's far more um, poignant, I guess, than that, the joke. That is, there's no, there's nothing that could even react to it. In fact, there's nothing even really that notices it. It's just noticed, that thought. Uh, there's no where to look back to to decide whether that's about me or not me. Or It's, it's um, so hard to talk about it, but it's so obvious in experience because it's always been this way. It could only be this way, that there is no self-structure no distinct person, no long-lasting entity, no self apart from others, so no others. All of that is very obvious, but the language would make it seem as if it's there. Now, even when we see through the language, as I mentioned, there can still be a sort of gravitational pull into some sort of a sense of a self. Could be a, like a sense of a center, could be a, like a filtering apparatus that's there sometimes and not there other times. But when that's not there at all, and a thought occurs about an I or a self or a me, it's just kind of hilarious. It's just as meaningless as a thought that says, I'm a rabbit, or, or if there was no thought. There, there's no distinction, it doesn't matter. 
It has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't define anything. And not only that thought, but all thought. It's sort of seen that thought doesn't define anything, describe anything real, lasting, including thoughts about doctrine or dogma or clever Buddhist sayings or terms or concepts or views, all of that equally meaningless, just like clouds in the sky, just like smoke dissipating right before your eyes. That's not what's what. It used to seem like that was the only game in town, thoughts, beliefs. You know, I see people uh, in comments struggle with this a lot. I just re read a batch of comments and there were several people who were like, I don't get it. You never say what it is. Um, I'm not smart enough for this. Or one way or another, they're kind of perceiving that what I'm talking about is something conceptual or that you have to figure out with your mind. It's literally not that. It's exactly not that. It's a deconstruction, if anything. It's a catalytic way of speaking to reveal something. And what's revealed is surprising because it's not a thing and it's never been hidden. So what is there to say about this? Nothing at all. Is there a need to talk about it? No, not at all. Zero. I have no need to talk about this to anyone. It's so blazingly obvious, <laughs> stupidly obvious, but this is true for everyone. It's true for no one. There's no everyone for it to be true for, but even if there seems to be a self-structure operating, there isn't. This is the case, this, this. I can give it descriptors, but the descriptors are like antidotes. I could say it's empty. That's the antidote for something tangible and solid and real that you put a value judgment on and then you grasp for it. Or you have an aversion to it and you push it away. So when we say it's empty, it's like a um, antidote for that strong tendency of the mind to buy into that solidity, realness. Um, I could say it's uh, eternal, not in time, not subject to time at all, which is pretty true because it's just a negation of something. So what that is is an antidote for the illusion of continuity moving from one moment to another as if there are more than one moment. As if there's something in continuity, something moving through this illusion of time. So the illusion of time and the illusion of something moving through it simultaneously arise. You could say they are dependently co-arisen or something in Buddhist terms. But that's just an antidote to say timeless, eternal. It can have an effect. It's not useless, but it's not an absolute truth. The absolute truth is there's no absolute truth. There's no way that things are. Which doesn't mean that there's a way that things are called no way. <laughs> doesn't mean that there's nothing. Doesn't mean that there's randomness. Doesn't mean that there's chaos. Doesn't mean that there's impermanence. Impermanence is an antidote for the illusion of permanence. So when this all becomes clear, and it kind of swallows its own tail like a snake maybe and just disappears. Or one fixation dissolves, the next fixation dissolves and it's kind of a um, nuclear chain reaction where all illusions just dissolve. 
energetically. Now, there can still be misunderstandings and errors in the relative world, the world of concepts and whatever, sure. But this is absolutely clear. Clearer than clear. Because there's no one who knows it. And that's important. There's no one who holds a position. There's no position held. There's no inherent view. So anything, anything could happen. Any kind of thought could arise. It doesn't matter. But what very um, prominently is noticed is that thoughts calm down a lot because there's nothing reacting to them. And when there's nothing reacting, then the reaction slows down. And then you see that thoughts themselves are often some kind of reaction or ha the habituated thought processes are stirred by reaction and reactivity and resistance. As all of that subsides, the thoughts subside as well, largely. The mind calms a lot. It can get very, very quiet. But more importantly, you're just not interested in it. You're much more interested in the, the non-dualistic um, clarity, the empty clarity. So I can't tell you what's here. There's not a what, there's not a here. So the words just become completely useless, ultimately. But it's at the core of what you take yourself to be. It's at the core of the sound. It's at the core of a contraction. It's at the core of confusion. It's right there, staring you in the face. It's just a matter of time. <laughs>